0: Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm here today with Dr. Allison J. Dr. Allison is the best-selling author of multiple books. We'll get into that later. But she has been a master mind-body energy medicine practitioner for more than 20 years and is the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System, she has a background in yoga, meditation, qigong, energy medicine, and holistic health with a specialized focus on the chakra system. So welcome, Dr. Allison. What a joy to have you here. Hi, Kara. I'm really excited to be here with you and see where we go in this next hour. Or yes, so. me too. So as I've learned about your background, it's evident that you have had a rich and full life. Mm -hmm. learning many modalities, mostly focused on Eastern practices, which you were fully immersed in for a decade before you returned back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. So you seem to be really attuned to energy and adept at working with energy to get to the root of what's causing physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual pain or imbalance. But I've heard you say that you have always been like this. So before we talk about your time where you did all your training in Asia, can you just tell us a little bit about how your skills presented organically as a child?
1: Sure. So I used to go out in the woods all the time after school and on the weekends. I was blessed to live in a suburb that had a lot of forests and creeks around it. and So my older brother and I would tromp through the woods and I just always felt connected to the critters and the creek and the elementals and the trees and understood that I was interacting with the trees, that they were alive and, and that all of the elementals and all of that was there was alive and, and, and almost like a continuous field that was talking to me and to everybody. And so then um, I went into, that's like my Young under ten, a little bit older into twelve, and then like teen years, I started journal writing. So that helped me stay connected to my higher self. And then, in my, I started meditating at nineteen.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that's. I I find it really interesting that you mentioned communication with trees, um, because this (laughs) has been coming. This is the second time actually that I've had this conversation today about talking. Not not on the podcast, but just in I, I had a, a client I was working with earlier, and I had said in a class last week um, that I had just touched a tree on a walk with my dog, and um, I could only put one hand on it because I was holding the leash and my other mitten in um, my other hand, and just putting this my hand, one hand, not even a complete circuit, but just the one hand my nervous system just, I mean, it just went, like, any spikiness, and I didn't even notice that I had spikiness until I touched the tree and felt the, like, just that complete instant, like, release, and, um, and so then she, because I'd mentioned it in the class, then she had done it with a, because I'd, I'd suggested that to people, go out and just um, because this was right before the equinox that we just had, and yeah. um, I was like, "Just go connect and try it out." And she was like, "Oh my gosh, it felt like a complete circuit." She was like, "It felt electric and just like that." This, she was like, "It was weird, <laughs> you know." So it's beautiful that you are bringing this here for for more people to um, to explore. That's beautiful. Well, you know, Carrie, you
1: mentioned that um, I. I I learned in Asia. I I was already doing this for decades before I went to Asia. In fact, it's in great part central to my choosing to go there was to elevate my skills. The question I asked the universe was, how can I get more, or what would it take to get more robust results for my clients? So I wanted to go to the seat of who was still using energy medicine. But, you know, I I did a lot of work within Native American medicine wheel communities before I, also within the, um, a goddess in Celtic communities. So the, oh, the, wow. the the word Celtic itself translates to wisdom about trees. Really? There is a no writing called Owen. Um, it's spelled O-G-H-A-M. That is all lines. It's kind of like, um, it's almost like a code, like a codex, like not even pictographs. they are lines arranged in certain ways, typically carved on trees or stones. And, um, it's the ancient celtic writing system oh, wow. and they considered trees teachers and that there was particular like the oak so then there's essences i'm also a flower essence practitioner and the oak which i'm looking at right now i'm pointing to which the listeners you can't see yeah. <laughs> because we're on video here <laughs> um when we record this the oak tree um is about stabilizing and endurance and patience mm. so you would take that essence not patience stabilizing sturdiness you would take that essence of the oak. The pine, the pine teaches patience, for example. So there's medicine, not just in the oral taking, but in interacting even with the tree, you get certain medicine from it. Mm. Celtic means tree wisdom.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I love that. I didn't know. I love it. Okay, great. Well, so so you mentioned that you know you did spend or we we've already kind of alluded to this all this time that you spent in Asia um and I know that it well at least from what I've what I've heard you you didn't you kind of took a maybe a break or you you explored that um corporate side or like the I think you were a political advisor kind of did the grind for a while. And then you, you kind of went full into this energy and I have a, a similar, you know, I was in corporate America for many, many years before I, uh, went more into meditation yeah, and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but, I
1: feel like one leads to, and am going just segue in here. I feel like one leads to the other, right? So when yeah. I was a political advisor, I was having so much success that, um, I was stressed. And so I um, was walking through a bookstore. I lived in San Francisco at the time and one leapt off the shelf right in front of my feet. I couldn't walk any further, it was on meditation. So Mm -hmm. I started to meditate in order to, and I I was loving what I was doing. I was helping getting people elected to state and federal Congress who were gonna write legislation to protect the environment. So I was just so on with what I was doing, but, and because I had so much success that they put me in even more intense races more and more stressful so I learned to meditate in order to you know continue to maximize my potential so to speak mm. and deal with stress as well so the political advising work I think you're you're referring to is like your time in the corporate world
0: yeah right right and then that just wasn't doing it anymore and then is is that what took you to Asia to kind of break off or or how did that work you're looking for the missing piece aren't you Cara <laughs> well or <laughs> Whatever, however you want to transition over to Asia, but I'd love to just talk about how you, how you ended up there for so long and all the training that you did. Yeah, it's kind of an aberrative choice. Um, So the political advisor,
1: the work I did um, and I completed after an election season and I went overseas backpacking. It wasn't my first time overseas. I lived in different places. I was there for about six months and then I came back to the States and got a master's in public administration focused on policy. And when I got out to job place, um, meanwhile, in that last year, I picked up my first energy medicine modality and had been teaching meditation to adults already. So I got out and I was like, okay, so where can I affect more change within the system, like with a a local EPA or federal EPA or outside the system with an NGO, for example, or a nonprofit? And you know that sense when you're knocking on doors and the walls are there and there's no opening? Mm, yeah. That was happening. And so I read it at, for what it was. And at the same time, I was like, you know, this fossil fuel industry is just way too steeped. It's not ready to budge. The mass market, mass consciousness isn't ready to budge. So if I want change, let me do it one person at a time. So I went relied on my bachelor's which had ultimately become in english literature after going in as a psych major three semesters in realizing hey you're not showing me in this here psychology major how to be the most thriving happy happiest version of myself here Mm -hmm. so i so i relied on my bachelor's and went into the classroom to teach english and alongside that i then was running as a second revenue stream energy medicine holistic health and wellness sessions while still teaching meditation to adults in the community, as well as now to the kids in the school setting. So fast forward two and a half years, and I was doing a session on a client, and it was like a third or fourth in a series of 10 energy medicine session. And my hands were over her sacral and solar plexus, and she was loving her results, and they were really good results, and I was excited too. And I just looked up again, to the sky and asked, okay, so what would it take to increase and get more, even more robust results on behalf of my clients? And right around that same time on a Saturday morning, I was balancing my checkbook pre-digital banking yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, wasn't happy with what I was seeing. And I had this feeling of like, because I had already, as I said, backpacked and traveled around and lived around the world and, and had a sense of the adventure and a fun and abundance and magic to life. And I just felt like, Caged. Oh, my God, am I going to be doing this for the next bunch of decades of my life? And I'm not even having an easy time getting by. I have a master's, and I'm on a master's teacher's salary. I barely have student loans to pay back because I worked all the way through my master's. And yet, all I want is basic housing, basic car, massage per week, because that's preventative health 101 in my world, and then organic produce. And it wasn't easy,
0: mm-hmm. and that wasn't
1: acceptable for me. So I said, again, looking up to the at that point because I was inside – All right. And same with the client session. All right. So how does it get any better than this? What else is possible? And so uh, within a month, a colleague turned me on to the international school system. I took the necessary steps, went to the convention center in another part of the United States where all these different heads from different international schools from around the world were flying in the, in this big hotel, we had like half hour interviews. We'd go to another room, get another interview, like in another continent. So throughout oh, the uh, weekend, I was, yeah, all over the world. And I ended up with offers from all around the world. And so uh, an international school in Taiwan gave me a job offer. And I was like, Hey, that's the seat of who understands how energy works and flows and is still operating from it today like here in the West, the alchemists used to know this. But then it went underground into the secret societies, like the Freemasons, mm-hmm. and the Temple. So I, I went there. That's why. That's how I ended up there. And so then I continued my exploration. I would go and get these regular traditional treatments during the week nights and we, typically weekends because I was a gym rat. Um, so I'm also a personal trainer. Okay. And so I would get treatments and I'd sit there and ask them in my Chinese what is this when I'd be getting a reflexology treatment, or what does this mean? And then, when I'd be getting a Na massage, for example, I'd ask them about energy flows. And then I traveled all over Southeast Asia in the between breaks, and I'd go to monasteries, and, and I would do that in Taiwan too. I mean, it was just, I would always get traditional treatments and ask loads of questions. So, meanwhile, I got trained in Qigong, and last year over there, I went over to India and got my certification officially in meditation and yoga teaching. So exhaling Allison. Yeah. <laughs> all <of> that, um, <laughs> I just like I put it all, I pieced it all together. Yeah. And then back to the states after 10 years. Okay. Take so, my work full time and drop
0: the classroom teaching. Okay. So there is, yeah, there's a big, vast diversity, but it all really easily flows together and, and beautifully mixes. So so bear with me here. This is where I'm going to play a little bit. I like play. Okay, good. Because Mm -hmm. um, now, after a decade in Asia, this question is going to be really obvious, but I want to take the chance to learn directly from you. (laughs) So one of the things that caught my attention about you was that your latest two books are called Reasonable Dragons and The Dragon Master Creatrix. And I am really interested in, in the dragon. So can you just give us a baseline? Like I, I actually have had dragons pop up for me in the last few weeks, like kind, kind of out of nowhere, just other people talking about them. And then I sort of saw one ish, um, kind of, you know, as I was falling asleep where I was like, oh, that's a dragon, um, But I have, like, no frame of reference about dragons. And to the extent that if I had to choose, like, dragon, friend or foe, I I don't even know what I would pick. So so please educate me on dragons. Oh, you're
1: adorable with that question. (laughs) Love it. Juicy juicy too, not just adorable. It's just more her face if you could see it. She's a little girl wanting to know about these buddies that are showing up all of a sudden. So Derek, can I I want to ask you a question in response, please, for my own. Yeah. Um, since the dragons have been showing up, was it before or after you booked this interview with me?
0: It was actually before. Okay. Yeah.
1: So what I talk about in with my masterminders who are getting trained as vibrational upgrade practitioners leading into their Dragon Master level training is the level before, so there's two levels before the Dragon Master level training following along with Asian lineage and traditional and um, bringing in still everything new that I possibly can for these times, but I do a good combination between traditional and cutting edge. And the dragons start to tend to stalk them and I use stock in a loving way.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: tend to start to quote unquote poke through, or proverbial air quotes. They tend to poke through. So, in the way that I uh, work with the dragons, um, the first level of training with me is learning how energy flows within a human, and then you get certified to work with humans on their energy flow and increasing it and clearing out blockages for their health and well-being, and mind, body, and spirit. Then the second level get taught how to attune others to be able to do that Mm -hmm. and teach how energy flows to others. The third level is in the dragon master level. And that's when they learn about the flows of energy on the earth and being able to help the earth and humanity through the earth by having the energy go out more. The original ley lines were called dragon lines mm-hmm. in chinese and so the dragons seem like from what i know if you were to compare it to like an archangel that can go really high and you have to be able to go really high to perceive them um, with a very pure pristine consciousness it's required for the dragons too the more purified your consciousness becomes and the higher vibration you're become, the more you start to expand and open to, you know, in the practice, I'm going to back up for a second. Mm -hmm. You know how in the practice of meditation, after we do it for a while, those thresholds on our five senses are lessened so we can perceive more Mm -hmm. as if gain in um, clairvoyance or clairaudience, or clairsentience, all of those. So it seems like as we purify and end up with a higher, more evolved consciousness, and the expansiveness starts to happen where we're able to sense and perceive more, that's when the dragons can come in. Um, They exist in a a, a dimension that they can borrow, that they, we access them like that, like they're kind of poking through. So it has that sense of what you explained as kind of what I said, stalking you. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're wonderful companions and they cannot be commanded They're more like, in order to work with the dragons, we have to be engaged in service. Mm -hmm. And so they will come, if we ask them to, as long as it's for a purpose of service. And they can go into, unlike the archangels, they can go into dense matter, um, which is in part why I feel like they were called dragon lines originally by the Chinese, the ley lines. So more like the feng shui of the earth. And when they would arrange cities, they would put the Chinese ancient, they would put the roofs at a certain angle so that the chi or the life force wouldn't get blocked so that along the dragon lines, the chi or life force of the earth wouldn't get blocked. So, yeah. So, For me, my understanding and combining studying both the Western and Eastern applications of the dragon, dropping out like St. George who fought the dragon in England. You know, I mean, I take these students, get their training with me in the UK. They meet me over there from all over the world and I take them to stone circles and I take them to sacred sites to learn how to work with the land there and the myth and folklore. I mean, even the dragons on there, the city of London's, coat of arms, Um, it's on the Scottish flag. No, that's the unicorn, sorry. But the dragon's huge in their myth and folklore over there in St. George um, supposedly killed a dragon and there's a dragon hill right by Avebury stone circle. So there is, and then there's Archangel Michael folklore having slayed the bad dragon. So there's that folklore more from the UK area where, and even the um, Norwegian area, the Vikings. Where the dragons represent power, but they also represent something that has to be tamed or feared, and that, to me, from everything I understand, the only thing to take from that that's accurate is the immensity of their power. Okay. But they're not—they're not malicious. They are here to help serve humanity during these, especially during these immense awakening times, which is 2012 to 2032.
0: Okay. Now that, so that is fascinating. Thank you so much. I have heard of the dragon ley lines and that they're um, like, that's maybe what is coming in now with these, you know, the, the cosmic influx, the galactic influx, that's kind of.
1: They're already there though. The ley lines or the dragon lines, they're already there, but. Right. Okay. With them more we're working with clearing the ley lines more to help the earth and humanity and more people are doing it. So I think that's what you're saying. That's why it might be coming in more.
0: Okay. Okay. So, and my assumption had been that there was some um, like protection with them, but it's really more around service. That's so interesting. I just feel like with them being so like big and powerful, that there would either be like a maliciousness or like a protection or something. So service is kind of a, a, um, a surprise to me. That's great. Well, there's
1: an element, like when I said that they can clear dense matter, unlike the archangels who can't dive into that level of density from what I have gleaned. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that you can infer that there's an element of protection, um, Especially over those who are in service with a high vibration and a purified consciousness. So it's as if they're protecting that kind of work. So there is okay. an element of implication of protection. Mm,
0: okay. I love that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. wow, a great
1: great question.
0: Oh, thanks. I've been looking forward to hearing what you have to say about dragons. <laughs>
1: Reasonable Dragons book, by the way. It's the only oh, book yeah. audio. So you can go to audible.com and get it there too. People have been raving about it because I recorded it right after a series of retreats in that land I'm just talking about.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So now one or both of these I thought is fiction. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Neither of them are fiction. Or did you yep. write a fiction? I thought you wrote a novel also. Am I, am I wrong? Well, it hasn't been um, put into
1: page form physicalized yet, so I don't know that you're wrong. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let me help you out in a more uh, solid way here. The Dragon Master Creatrix is in part, it's a story of a woman who goes on a retreat to get trained in energy medicine and to learn about the ancient power mysteries, like I'm talking about now about the dragons. And so it is actually a fictional, fictionalization of an actual couple of different women's experience is rolled into one character so she narrates this and so dragon master Mate to the dragon master creatrix each chapter starts with her narrating her experience on the retreat interacting with others and myself and then the second half is like that kind of yoga guru question and answers and literally the students questions my mastermind it's really advanced topics um and then i'm giving answers so there is an element of the fiction so you're not wrong
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Reasonable Dragons, the one that you said is available on Audible. Did you say Audible? Okay. It, tell us about that one as well.
1: Um, I'm going to back up and tell you about my, my second one, which is Vibrational Upgraded Conspiracy for Your Bliss, because that's really talking about the awakening times. I had that radio show that um, we were talking about before that Voice America had asked me to do about the Mayan. Galactic Alignment on December 21st, 2012. And I hadn't been doing anything in my business about it. And I didn't know where they were coming from, but I said, okay, let me think about it probably back in 48 hours. I did. It was a total full body. Yes. So I did it for two and a half years. During which I interviewed a ton of specialists about the December 21st, 2012 date, not just Mayans, but specialists who've been studying like, and so Yogi Bhajan and the yoga community, he also predicted one shift out of one Yuga to another Yuga at this time. Astrologically, we're going from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. So, what I'm understanding from the Mayans, and I mean, I've been to the Mayan ruins. I take people on clients on VIP um, trips, and um, I was there as a specialist on this Mayan galactic alignment as a yoga and meditation teacher and an energy medicine specialist on a cruise with a bunch of these specialists, who I, some of whom I had interviewed. And on a cruise from um, Florida to the Chichen, it's a main pyramid of the Mayan ruins. And oh. we got special permission to be a Mayan shaman did a ceremony with us while oh. we were all dressed in white, barefoot there. There were TV crews there because it was such a big deal. And I was seen as far away as Poland on TV. So wow, it was a big deal. And the Mayans understood. And so later I went to another Mayan ruin in 2019 Um And I'm skipping a bunch of trips there (laughs) to tell you that on an Equinox, we hired a guide and I asked him, okay, so what do you understand about the difference between the old era and the new one we've been moving into? And he said, well, the old one was one of destruction and the new one is one of construction. Hmm. So my second book really presents the concepts around spiritual awakening in the chakras. And it goes into depth there, as well as me interacting with it. One of the main people who brought yoga from India to the West and started the first holistic center in the States. Um, It's me asking him questions. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's how the book ends. And then the book you asked about reasonable dragons comes in as almost like a, a compendium from the first book. What if there's nothing wrong that is extensive that I wrote my last year there in Asia and the vibration upgrade book, the second book. So reasonable dragons, the third book is, is, taking all of some of the technical information and it's really turning it down so that from beginning to end, a person can understand how to walk this path and how to go from being like an everyday person with with living from their basically habits and routines and becoming awakened and enlivened and stepping into the responsibility and joy of actively co-creating by every choice our lives. And then I only hint at the dragons at the end, because you have to do all of this in order to be able to perceive the dragons and have them um, seek you out and want to work with you.
0: Okay. Oh. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, so they really, it seems like all of the the three go together, the first three, and then perhaps the dragon master creatrix is kind of a standalone. Um. I think, you, yeah, you could put it that way. I know other people
1: have been seeing it as the third and the fourth go together because the dragons are in the titles. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I think, the third one, Reasonable Dragons, really tells you the how um, or what's needed to get to the level then of the Dragon Master Kratix, where it's just really um, involved. But there's questions in there too. Like, how do I start caring about other people, judge, other people judging me?
0: Mm-hmm. How do I start
1: caring about what other people think of me? How do I have a better body image? It's not just about like what happens um, when I'm having this mystical experience or how do I uh, use my intuition in this capacity, Dr. Allison. It's not just those advanced questions. It's very practical. Practical. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You can group them together any way you want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I like it. Okay. So now you mentioned with your second book um, that it talks about the vibrational upgrade system. And I wanted to talk about you, you've founded this, this system vibrational upgrade. So can you, can you tell us a bit about that? And then what also what characterizes the type of person who benefits the most from the vibrational upgrade system?
1: So you're going to uh, take to this really well because it's it's like a half and half my background. It's the energy medicine background and then it's the mindfulness component of meditation. So it's the outcome of meditation. But what it's doing is I'm pairing energy medicine in this clearing and activating usage or application and with applied mindfulness. So it's not like the kind of, I'm going to call beginner's mindfulness, where you have presence when eating an apple. Mm -hmm. But it's more like, as I clear out, so it's at least 85% of our consciousness is locked down in unconscious and subconscious beliefs and blocks. And we go through our day-to-day life choosing from there. It's only about 10 to 15% of our conscious mind that we can hear the thoughts of Being where we make our daily choices from which means we're repeating the past we're living in habit Mm -hmm. so like when we learn to drive a car we used to say out loud at first put the car in drive put the car in reverse take your foot off brake put foot on gas and then we don't do that now once you've mastered it it goes into the subconscious Mm -hmm. so there's a sense of roboticism and so and then there's also blocks just from conditioning or traumas or imprints from parents and lineage or karma, even old contracts. I can get into it more, but I won't. Um, Just leave it at that. But as we loosen up and free up, what I call the back of the house consciousness, the unconscious and subconscious, and I'm clearing, like, let's say you have a belief that um, I'm incapable of living that kind of a life and you point to me, you point to the adventurous of my life. That could come from an imprint from your mom and dad playing it safe, modeling that for you and imprinting you with that. It could come from conditioning of, um, it's best not to take risks in in your culture where you were brought up, it's best to play it safe. Um, Don't go too far out on a ledge. Um, Because people will look at the American society and think we take way too many risks so if I were to clear that out, you would then have space to begin to make, you would then have space where that old blockage was so that instead of thinking, I can't choose that, or you automatically don't look at magazines or things online about adventures because you're habitually going about your day-to-day life, closed down to what else is possible because that's in locked down unconsciousness and subconsciousness once I release it then I use applied mindfulness to coach a person into observing the new thoughts and active redirection off of habit where their mind still has the momentum like you know those wind up jaws that are teeth that we used to walk on a counter yeah so I find like after there's been a clearing of something buried there's still a mental momentum where the neurology wants to go down the same path. The neurological wiring still needs that redirection. It happens much easier and faster than meditation alone. Like I'm seeing my clients. Sometimes I'm saying to them, my God, it took me like five years to get there. And they're like working with me for only a year and a half. So it's kind of speeding up having that detachment and having that observer developed and having the, spaciousness with which to have new thought and new realizations. And then I do further clearings and activations to activate the courage to follow the intuitive guidance of the new thoughts that you're accessing. So it's applied mindfulness. So it's a system of energy medicine and applied mindfulness that includes coaching. So I have a PhD as a holistic life coach, but I also have certification from the ICF as a behavioral change specialist. So I'm not just like, you know, flinging out treatments on chakras. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) but it sounds like so one one place where I'm um, not clear is is it you working on individuals clearing that stuff out, or are you teaching people how to clear that out? Where you're saying like we're making space and both both okay.
1: And Dragon Master Creatrix is all about a woman. coming from the position of receiving it
0: mm-hmm. with me doing it on her
1: to learn it beginning to learn how to do it to, for others
0: okay and so with this vibrational upgrade system is it in person this is where you go to england
1: yeah the the lead up to it is you're in the mastermind which is online and people from all over the world are in that there's calls there's modules there's um video group calls there's one-on-one sessions it's a, it's a compendium of everything that I can do at the most effective level mm-hmm. for someone. And they're in that for six months. And then during that time is a retreat okay. and then that's when they travel to meet me in the UK okay. for the actual certification and the special attunement process that happens. But the training is really all throughout that six months. Cause you're, you're not only working on yourself, you're starting to have, you're seeing me answer questions of practitioners who have already been attuned and certified, who are still in the mastermind, working with me still at a higher level. You're seeing them ask questions like, um, I just had this workshop with this client, had this reaction, or I felt this under my hands. So you're still receiving the the training while it's a beautiful, complimentary, immersion, immersive and... Yeah adventurous symbiosis
0: totally yeah yeah that's great and so then with that when you were talking about how you're you're working on the person and then they're also working on themselves but so that must be there's also some remote uh work as well like distance work okay yeah I mean that's the thing with energy there's no time and space that's um you know we have to get really comfortable with that and uh which is great for how things are set up right now where everything's online so right now. So, so that's great. Yeah. There's uh, actually
1: a symbol that I teach my students. That's an ancient symbol um, to use, to open up what's called an etheric tube, to then be able to send a treatment through the etheric tube. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, there's not even a segment of doubt in me about the reality of that. Like I can be running a clearing on somebody verbally, not even doing, the treatment on them, but I'm running a verbal clearing remotely and in front of groups, hundreds and thousands of people, depending on the um, gig, and they're having reactions mm-hmm. in real time. So, I mean, there's not a question in my mind about like the transference of it and it doesn't need time or space. It's irrelevant. And if you think about it too, Care, like time goes by slow when we're bored and goes by fast when we're having fun. That's clearly implying a projection. And that we're constructing the understanding of time when in fact it's not changeable.
0: Right. Well, and then you get wormholes in there and maybe we shouldn't go down that path. But (laughs) I'm okay with talking about wormholes because I feel like some of the stuff that people go down, it's just to
1: ignore the present in the body on planet Earth here and now. And how do I thrive? And how do I help my community thrive? Like that Absolutely. intellectualization of so much of this stuff, like you end up in a rabbit hole working out some of this, you know. I mean, like how if I were to start talking about time and I some of the experiences my more advanced practitioners of vibration upgrade system have experienced on retreats, even with me, is they'll walk through and they'll see something like we're on the out in the land and we're going to is we're walking on a fairy path and going to a sacred site, they'll see like an event that there's like a time gap and they'll see an event that happened on that land like hundreds of years before. I've had one of them have this on the New York City subway. So there's so if time isn't real and it's all happening at once and it collapses, then what's happening, if I'm clearing on somebody a past life trauma when they spoke up truth to power because of something they were seeing like Galileo and they got hung for disrupting the power and I'm here now in 2021 clearing that on them, how does that work if everything's happening all at once? So, like, you can go down like a worm. Like, there's just no point in in going to a, after a certain point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is well, it, well, and to- and there are only so many things that our intellectual left hemisphere brain can grasp, and so mm-hmm. there, it's like there are some things that you just have to learn with the heart. You know, the intelligence of the heart, or it, because it, it does. All equal- said, Kara. <laughs> Thank you. But it's like we're not gonna. If you're gonna try to get this with your, with your brain, you gonna can't. Hurt. You can't. But it, but it's true. You can do generational healing. You can heal, heal things that have happened. You can do regression healing. You can do, you can run healing through forward in time. And but, but try to explain that in a linear setting, and it, I can't. But I totally get how we can, how that can happen if, if time is spiraling or it's, it's not linear, you know, I don't
1: know. I have a lot of scientists and doctors and politicians and, um, intellectual people who've been clients throughout the years. And I see myself having to do, um, a re what's called that. I go into this in one of my books. I don't remember which one. I think it's the second one. Um, bal- whole brain hemispheric usage, so it's even beyond like coming out of left brain dominance and having a balance. It's actually having them integrate yes. so that their logic is infused with intuition, and that's the that's the subtitle of uh, Reasonable Dragons, where logical magic is the new norm.
0: Oh my gosh! So before we started recording, or maybe it was at the beginning. Oh, no, it was at the beginning when you were talking about trees, the same conversation. I was talking about the integration of left and right hemispheres of the brain and, you know, the balance between. So this is really fun. I love synchronicity. I do, too. And that's a sign
1: of when you're in the field and you're um, there's more coherence happening, synchronicities occur. I mean, I live my life from synchronicities. I activate others to have more synchronicity. This is so much that we have been trained and taught and conditioned to believe we have to take action and make happen and engage effort in that. If we just worked with that, this is my mission coming back from Asia. If we just work with our energy medicine system and our consciousness, it would do so much of this for us. Right. Like if our heart chakra is open and our throat chakra is opened, then it not only can magnetize to us, our desires, but then it is receptive enough to, instead of pushing it away or blocking it or sabotaging it, we allow ourselves to receive it. And we allow ourselves to take action based on the opportunity coming in Mm. and even catch it. Whereas if we were shut down, we wouldn't even have it come in. Or if it did come in, we'd miss
0: it in the inbox, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I know I'm. I know I'm running uh, close on on your availability here, but I wanted to take the opportunity also to talk about the chakra system because that's mm-hmm. a, your specialty. So, um, I I know a lot of people right now are really curious about the chakras and and want Good. to tune into them more for their growth. So, do you have anything that you'd like to share that's important for listeners to know about their chakra system? Yeah,
1: let me just tune in and see what wants to be communicated to your listeners. In you, it's not all the birds chirping. It seems like um, can you hear them? Yeah, I hear them. So it seems like. I know I've been told by people who interview like yourself, a lot of people, that I have a very unique take on the chakra system. And I think in part it comes from being a yoga teacher and a personal trainer um, in a holistic health focus. So chakra means wheel in Sanskrit. So we have seven major ones. You guys know where they are. If you don't, you can look it up. But if you think about the wheel, being the intersection of mind, body, and spirit. So all the highways, think of it as an urban center, all the highways and roads and interstates are leading to those urban centers for each chakra. Those are the nadis, as we say in the yogic tradition, or they're the meridians, as we say in the Chinese TCM. And so the energy travels. And if the chakra is the intersection of the mind, body, and the spirit, the mind heart is how I can access all those levels of consciousness I was talking about in my Western training. Um, The spirit is how I can access past life and karma. The body, each chakra is connected to one of the major endocrine glands. So for the throat chakra, it's the thyroid. For the pituitary, for the sixth chakra, it's the pituitary. For the seventh chakra, the crown, it's the pineal. So those are all examples. I'm not going through them all. At the same time, they're also connected to, there was a woman researching, Candace Pert. She was researching for a pharmaceutical company, something. And she saw that the biggest gathering of neuroreceptor sites were at where each of the traditional chakras are.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Which means brain, central nervous system, brain communicates to to long spinal column, right? Mm-hmm. So what that's saying is, is both major communication systems of our body hormonal or chemical electrical or central nervous system involve the chakras so there's a sense that the idea of chakras some people may still check out and think it's woo woo the fact that so many people are anchoring in and starting to ground and wanting to know about them shows and is a symptom of the spiritual awakening times so people are awakening to more than beyond the physical to the metaphysical and knowing that if you, so every single yoga class is based on, every single yoga pose is based on opening up a certain chakra or three or ten mm-hmm. because there's more than seven, but I'm just sticking with the traditional seven. And in fact, in my training in India, we each had to design a class that opened up each chakra, a series, sequence of poses or asanas. So you leave yoga classes feeling so good because your chakras are more opened. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like grounding it into the physical health that when people are being told medication and surgery are the options. And then they look beyond that to the holistic options and they maybe look at supplements and they may look at like acupuncture. What acupuncture does even is fantastic. But so it helps open up the flow of energy. But what I do goes at healing what caused the blockage mm. so when we have more vital life force energy which is a translation of chi like in qigong or tai chi or prana in yoga or ki in reiki when we have more of that vital life force energy flowing throughout our system mind body and spirit is affected and so having that optimized is
0: wise all yeah, right <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So Mm -hmm. as we wrap up here, we get to the top of the hour, just tell, tell about some of, you've talked about some of the offerings, but just, you know, what are some of the entry points for listeners if they're interested in in working with you? And, um, and again, kind of what sort of person benefits the most from, from your, from connecting with you?
1: You know, I'm looking at you and I'm wondering, like, what's the best way to answer this? Because really, any person who wants to reach beyond the stuck point they're at can benefit. Mm -hmm. So I run the gamut. People with relationship issues, people with wanting to lose weight, people wanting to have less chronic pain, people wanting to um, maximize their business and their income and fulfill their passion or purpose. But, like... I used to work in health concerns, and so I would dematerialize a tumor, for example. And that got heavy for me after a bunch of years. And so I instead started to focus on, instead of dematerializing something that I materialized, let's focus on materializing something that isn't yet materialized, i.e. manifesting. And so I have a signature pro- program that is actually the prerequisite for about a third of the people get invited into the mastermind to then become a, getting, the train, getting trained in vibrational grid system and go on the retreats with me. That's magic manifestation of money flow. But because I work through the chakra system and I have the background I have and I've worked with what I've worked with in the past, people come in there maybe to get off the fence with the relationship they've been engaged in for decades and or they come in with wanting to maximize their business that's um, reached a that they want to reach to a new level or somebody comes in and wants to transfer out of corporate and into starting their own passion-based revenue stream. And yet they can end up, all of them will end up having better sleep. All of them will end up having a, a body that has much more energy and is much lighter and there's much less chronic pain. All of them will end up with being less triggered with intimate other within intimate relationships. All of them will end up with having their intuition opened. All of them will end up with more synchronicities. So that's just a a a small list, but those are beautiful
0: byproducts.
1: (laughs) Love, I love I mean, it's just like turning lights on. It's my great joy. And 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 so that's the whole reason why I do it. Instead of, you know, working through the political spectrum by having more and more lights turned on, you know, it's the whole hundredth monkey theory and the what you have behind your head, the flower of life, it's that holographic interconnected unity that as you raise up you're raising it up for another hundred thousand yeah and you are connected to you so yeah magic manifestation of money flow is my signature program if you go to vibrationalupgrade.com that's my website and you would either look at work with me under programs and you would see three different programs if you're a beginner in meditating or you want to juice up your meditation practice on my shop or in my shop on my website again, website, vibrationupgrade.com is a meditation product. And I use Buddha's most frequently taught meditation technique. It's not jazzed up. It's not a guided visualization where you're burning incense and candles and listening to music. That's called relaxation. That's not meditation. And if you think that because you sat down to meditate and all you did was hear a lot of thoughts that you filled, that's actually the practice itself. It's even be aware of the monkey mind. So... That product for meditation, it's my first signature talk, which is the nature of the mind. And then there's a 20 minute guided meditation as if you're in a yoga studio with me taking my meditation class that you could play every day until you've gained the practice. So then that's ironically the least expensive product in my shop. Mm. And it's like, the biggest life-changing tool. Then there's the chakra series on my website that you could go through and self-assess which ones are blocked and then take action from there. And then all my books are on Amazon. And I have a free Facebook group called Vibration Upgrade.
0: Okay, wonderful. Well, I will be sure to have all of that in the show notes as well so that um, everybody can have easy access to that. And... um and we ran out of time for one of my questions, but what I, I'm going to read it anyway, because you already answered it. And I just, because oh. I love synchronicity, I uh, I, I just want to put that out there, how how in the flow we are anyway, <laughs> because the one that I missed was um, you focus on healing from many facets, physical, emotional, et cetera, and you also help people manifest money. So I wonder if there's an overarching thing that crosses all of these that you notice with your clients and and you you went into that anyway, and talked about how you know it's kind of like you run the gamut of the areas that you work on, and that not only does it assist in those kind of uh, specialty things that people are wanting to manifest better health or um, help with their business or whatever, but that it it then just flows through the the whole of of your life because you're, you're bringing that energy yep. through and it's just, it is healing, but it's healing happens on so many levels. So, so that's beautiful. Well, that's why my signature program is called magic manifestation and money flow.
1: Once you're opened and activated and aligned, you're in the flow and then things can begin to manifest as if by magic. And of course that includes money.
0: Right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dr. Allison, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> what a joy. What a joy. My honor. Yeah. Wow. It's just flowing, like yeah. really symbiotic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's Good been time. such a pleasure. Thank you, thank you very much. Namaste. Namaste. And thank you for listening or tuning in to this episode with Dr. Allison J. K., I'll have all the links that she mentioned on the in the show notes, but be sure to check her out and see if she can assist you with her various services in clearing and activating and manifesting. She's got a lot to offer. And why not subscribe to the meditation conversation? And you can rate and review, and all of that assists in keeping things going and allowing it to be easier for others to be able to come across the, the content that is being provided on this show. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening and tuning in. You can always feel free to contact me if you have suggestions on things that you want me to explore on this podcast. Uh, this podcast. And, um, just thank you. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.